They say the truth hurts, the truth hurts, so you about to feel pain. And I gotta do her, God said I gotta do her, cause it's off with the name, Savage Truth. What you waiting for? Like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification. This is Pastor Roy with the Savage Truth Podcast, YouTube channel, information, Patreon community, all of that rolled into one bundle. Um, so thanks for joining me again, man. I'm still going down the line to this Ask Pastor Roy situation. I did a previous video around what it means to be bivocational and some of my feedback and opinion on the situation about pastors being bivocational. Most people will know by this time if you've seen that video. If you're not, you might want to pause this one and go check out that one because there's a lead into this one. So um, I am a bi, tri, quad Cinco, you know, what I'm saying say uh, vocational individual. Um, so but with that said, I think um, we talk about pastors, but what we don't often talk about is the church. So what I want to talk about is my opinion that I think the church should be bivocational. And so it's people gonna be like, what? Like, how can the church? How can the, or how can the, how can the, the edifice be bivocational? So I want to say Coming into the last one, where I, the, the last point that I made on my video about pastors being bivocational is that having financial independence from the congregation allows the church to more effectively stand on Christian principles, right? It allows the church not to worry about who it's going to upset or who may leave because of something that they said or, you know, a certain biblical principle that may challenge some people's precepts. Um, and push them into an uncomfortable situation where when a lot of Christians get uncomfortable, they 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 hit the exit, right? They they exit stage left, bam, they gone. Um, so to avoid that, a lot of churches have to be very mindful of that. But imagine if the church was financially independent, right? Like imagine if the church was financially independent and it wasn't actually dependent upon the congregation to pay the bills. Um, maybe, you know, maybe to pay the staff, that's, you know, that's a different thing, right? But if the church the church was paid in full, right? If the if the mortgage was paid off, um, and then it had income coming in that actually covered the staff of the pastors, I feel like the churches would be a little bit more real, authentic, genuine, unashamed, apolitical, uh, socially progressive, politically ag agnostic, as my man Ruslan would say. Right. I think the church would be less would be less um, beholden to those things because a, a lot of the, the church's leans, whether it's left or right, is dependent upon the financial support that that church needs to actually survive. Right. Because I've just seen a lot more clarity and freedom in churches that, for instance, where their building is paid off. So when I say I feel that a church should be bivocational, I feel like churches need to be more creative in our current gig economy and figure out ways how to allow the building, which is one of the primary investments that a church in the big overhead cost of most church, to figure out how their buildings and their edifices can generate revenue for the church, right? One of the most common places we see this, especially in, in non-denominational churches, um, the Catholic church um, started killing it way, way back in the day, right? Is with schools, right? So churches who normally launch schools wind up 
often in a financial position where the amount of money coming from the school, especially a private or charter school where there's tuition, uh, some of them can get government funding, right? But that tuition winds up covering the cost, not just of the school, but if the school becomes profitable and an effective way to scale, the school actually pays for the entire church building. It can pay for the church administrative staff, right? There's, I've seen scenarios where the principal of the church is actually the pastor uh, the principal of the school is the pastor of the church. So you could be paying a principal salary to the pastor and not actually having to compensate the pastor out of the church's pocket. And that money could be going into missions and ministry. Right. I've seen other places where the church um, creates like market space kind of opportunities where a church has a salon within the building. A church has a barbershop within the building. The church may have a bookstore within the building. But my point is, right. The church is a building that for most, for the most part, stays empty five days a week, right? The vast majority of the space in a building stays empty, right? The pandemic's created interesting opportunities because now schools are trying to lease space inside of churches and trying to do other stuff. But there's been the opportunity for churches to utilize shared office space, right? Um, there, there are churches that create event planning um, arms of their organizations where they host events and they turn, um, they even turn their sanctuary on some days into an event center or a conference center, right? Churches need to find other ways to generate income so they can pay off they, their bills, be debt-free, and not be afraid of congregants leaving when they unashamedly stand upon the truth of God's word, right? You should not be worrying about the fluctuation of your church every four years when an election cycle hits. And if you don't pick one candidate or the other, people are going to walk out the door. Or if you say something against someone's favorite candidate, then they're going to be offended, right? And if you speak out against something that gets a little bit too close to home, something that their children are doing or something that they may be stressing, um, say they may be struggling with, then you can't talk about that and you've got to step away from it, right? You have to step back from it and allow, you know, and allow people to kind of stay in their comfortable situations and their comfortable sins and not serve them by pushing them out of them and allowing them to develop new habits and new behaviors that will allow them to effectively work out there and walk out their salvation with fear and trembling. So I think the church should be bivocational. I think the church should be leasing out space. I think the church should be an event center. I think the church should be a daycare. I think the church should be a school. I think the church should serve as a food pantry. I think the church should allow um, anger, uh, what is it, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and, um, and Narcotics Anonymous and, um, and, and, you know, and anger and, you know, whatever it is, um, and, you know, the, the anger management classes, right? Like lease out your spaces, like use the church, first of all, to better serve the community, Right. Create a rec center, create rec programs, run basketball leagues, do upward bound sports like use the church building right to generate income and to allow it to be a pillar in a central place within the community so that people just don't know it as a location that causes traffic on Sunday. What is your building doing on Saturday and Wednesday other than your once a month um, Saturday meeting and, and this and that like other than that, like use some of that space. And then, you know, instead of expanding and building stadium like um, seating, right, for more people to sit on Sunday morning, like start, you know, creating some outposts, start making some additional office space so that entrepreneurs within your church can rent office space and have access to, to good broadband Wi-Fi in an environment where they don't have to worry about people cussing at the smoke pad and having shared workspaces and office spaces and these other office parks. Turn 
turn your church into an, an office park during the week for, for entrepreneurs. In your church, people who are starting their own businesses, people who are doing consulting, people who are working from home, right? Like, like invest back in them. Give them, give them a low rate in a, in, in, in a, for a retail space, right? Have your, have your um, church properly zoned so that people can, can open up there, right? Give some of that, you know, give some of that parking lot space. Do, um, you know, do drive-through flea markets. Like, be creative. Like, if you're investing in a building, if you're investing in property, if you're investing in space and it's empty, that is a waste of money. That is poor stewardship to have an 18,000 square foot building that's utilized seven to 10 hours a week other than a few people's offices. Use it for something else. It's God's, absolutely. But do you think God wants it to sit empty? Do you think God can't get glory by allowing other people in the community to utilize the space and then allow them to develop a connection and a relationship with the church? To come into the church and to see the things on the walls and to know that I can come back here on Sunday. I picked up my kid from daycare. Now I can come to church. My children are being educated and come home with a positive attitude and people are pouring into them and they and they feel well taken care of and well received. Like we can't do that. Like I don't get it. What 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 are we doing, people? I'm 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 talking to you, people. You this is the people camera over here. So I'm talking to you, people. What are we doing with the church? I have no idea. Most of them sit empty, right? Like we, you know, we have cold purple and then people, you know, then, then people compensate churches for bringing in the homeless overnight, right? I know churches that run, um, that run kind of like underground shelters for battered and abused women and they shift women from one church to another so that, so that people who are looking for them can't find them. There are effective ways that we can use the building that state funding, private funding, federal funding will compensate the church for, that, that, that private individuals would pay for to use the space in a positive environment where the spirit of God dwells, right? Where, where there can be fellowship, where there can be evangelism, where there can be opportunities to share the gospel. But there's also opportunities to create income so the church doesn't have to be dependent upon people and their emotions, right? Yes, the church is God's church. But yes, like, like God created business as well. God created the economy, the way that, the way that things work, the way that money moves, the barter system, like like there's nothing new under the sun. Like this has been happening forever, right? Early on, when you look back, and you know, the birth of Constantinian Christianity, there were no church bills. There were no church bills because the church was built and paid for by the government. The Roman government built all of those elaborate temples you're looking at, and then the, the property got given to the Roman Catholic Church, which is why the Roman Catholic Church is one of the largest, has like some of the largest real estate holdings in the world because they had a bunch of stuff that was given to them for free that they now have leveraged the equity in that, right, to open orphanages and to have like this huge corporate industrial complex. So like that's what the churches should be doing. So my opinion, not only should the pastors be bivocational so that we're not dependent upon finances from people who have emotions and want to go flip floppity on you real quick, the church should also be bivocational. The church should make sure it has income not to be beholden to people and their attitudes and their behaviors. The church should use the building seven days a week. The church should be a pillar of the community. The church should be a resource to entrepreneurs within it. The church should be spawning out and, um, and encouraging um, innovation and ingenuity within the community and within the members in the church and giving them a platform from which they can build, Right. The church should be somewhere for Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, for, for anger management classes, right? For, for interventions, for birthday parties, for, um, for corporate gatherings. Like, bring as many people as you can to the house of the Lord so that they can feel his spirit, so that they can see the way that we interact. 
so that they could they can see the way that we serve, right? The way that we serve sacrificially with with so much love and so much grace, right? And allow God's favor to overflow into other areas of our community. So let's be available on more than just Sunday. The one of the sad things that I um that I saw I was in Philadelphia a couple years ago and I can't even remember exactly where it is. It's over by the IKEA in Philadelphia, but I remember seeing a church parking lot, and the church parking lot had a fence that had to be like 10 or 12 feet high. And it was a relatively nice church in like a commercial industrial area. So not in a residential area, but nice brick building, but like these high gates and the gates were locked. So like you couldn't even drive up to the church. And I think I was riding by like on a Saturday. The ironic thing is that like, I can't remember if it was next door or across the street. I believe it was was across the street because it was a weird juxtaposition. Across the street was a strip club with the giant neon sign with the girl swinging down a pole that said open 24 hours. No fence, no barbed wire, no restrictions. Just pull into the parking lot and we're here to serve you. But the church had a fence and it was locked and unavailable. That is not how we can function as the kingdom of God. That is not how we should function as the body of Christ. That the world, that Walmart, Kmart, the strip club, the Taco Bell that's open to 2 a.m. has more availability to serve those in need than the church. The shelter has better hours than the church. Everybody got better hours than the church. And and a lot of times provides more consistent services because we available, but are we really? But a fence, y'all, a 10, 12-foot fence. But the strip club said, come as you are. So we need to fix that. And one of those ways is I think the church grows in financial independency, so then it, it grows to have a much sturdier Christian spinal cord and backbone, and backbone that allows them to, to stand up to the nonsense. So that's my thoughts on that, man. Yeah, so drop your comments below. Um, say where you're checking out the video from. I know this one didn't go live. We'll be getting into some live stuff um, later, um, earlier into the first quarter of 2021, waiting on my second camera to come so I can get my pan on. And it's not, you know, I, I like this camera, but I got a frame on this camera. So I'm talking to you people. We, we come in with some more equipment soon. Shout out to the Patreon. So that's where we're at. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, I appreciate the love. Um, again, check out the Patreon community. I'll be dropping another Ask Pastor Roy segment to collect feedback um, from the Patreon community. So make sure you get in there. Check out the Savage Truth podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of that good stuff. Um, you can also just go to RoyDockery.org, click the podcast tab, um, and you'll see our links to our podcast. They're being hosted on Red Circle as well. Um, I, I advise anybody who wants to launch a podcast, utilize Red Circle. No paid sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? None of that. No, you know, no shenanigans, no shenanabots, as I like to say. That's that's real. Like I, I switched over from Buzzsprout to, to Red Circle. Um, good service, same quality, zero dollars, zero dollars. Right. So that's that's one of my goals. I tell my mentees, make more money, spend less money. So now my podcast costs nothing. Um, so that's what's up. So check that out. And like I always say, um, you know, I, I thank you guys. I love you guys. Um, and as always, do not judge Christ by Christians. Please judge Christ by Christ. Um, so this is the Savage Truth podcast with Pastor Roy Dockery, Savage Truth YouTube channel, Savage Truth Patreon. Just go just go Google Pastor Roy Dockery and all some good, good stuff will pop up. Um, or just Google Roy Dockery. We out there. So 
that's what's up. Appreciate y'all for joining us. Um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Make sure you subscribe, like, click the link on the playlist, and um, check out something else because it's going to get serious. God bless. Got that power, power, my God, he got that power, got that power, power, my God, he got that power in his hands, got that power over man, got that power, the circumstance, got that power, when we stand, got that power, got that power, power, my God, he got that power, got that power, power, my God, he got that power in his hands, got that power over man, got that power, the circumstance, got that power, when we stand, got that power. I've seen this king of kings hit the scene, touching hearts in any means, from many teens to skinny jeans, from city fiends sipping lean, gotta get your power when he intervenes, demons cowards start whimpering, when he makes his entrance and leave his imprint, the world will see that his love is infinite, man what do you want, this is your hour of truth, so get up now and just move, I see power in you, it's hitting inside so get loose, you been knocked down but won't lose, step in the ring before repping the gym, mess of the court before smashing the rim, practice alone before wanting the fame, setting the aim and moving his name, Jesus, your power's off the meters, I love how you call believers, from a gymnast to a chemist, freaking limits. Men and women move in your image. No ten minutes, I feel limitless. On the court of life with ten assists. With the son of my God, I'm running the odds. Shocking like thunder rise. Going hard in the rink, in the classroom, and in the ring. On the stage, in the octagon, my destiny. I'm walking on, no matter the challenge. I'm moving in God, my high tower. My high tower. Every time I lace my gloves up, I feel that power. Got that power. Power, my God, he got that power, got that power. Power, my God, he got that power in his hands. Got that power over man, got that power. The circumstance, got that power. When we stand, got that power, got that power. Power, my God, he got that power, got that power. Power, my God, he got that power in his hands. Got that power over man, got that power. The circumstance, got that power. When we stand, got that power. I'm voltaic like acid, kinetic causing disaster Like nuclear fission faster than molecules in an atom This energy comes from battery, bloody savior who captured me And rolls like the undertaker, casket becomes a battle scene I'm battling opponents, I'm chosen, so call it grace Got this burden on my shoulder, and defeat is his name So I'm across this finish line, and thank my God that I made it And raise this trophy to my savior, let the world think I'm crazy I'm crazy, I'm crazy. to the top, big quick, when the vision get clear, then the smoke get Dick. Gotta be the best rest that you never did get Sleep enough when you die, time to grind and grit Gotta get this in cause I paid my rent Sacrifice my life, I'ma save this dick Never purpose, ever since I was a kid Ain't no stopping for mama because I want my kid They don't see my blood, they don't see my life They don't see my tears, they don't see my wife They don't see my fears, they don't see my fight All they see is fear, all they see is life But it's about to get real nasty when they pass me Only time I quit is in the casket You can have that flash just for the average Don't pass the point of passion for the masses Trying to make you give in, give up and never win oh. They trying to make you forsake the diet and cheat yourself no. How can you ever be different if you remain the same? How can you become a legend if you don't change the game? Why do you think that they hating the way you never rest? Because they parking you climbing, striving to be the best They telling you that you'll never make it to higher levels But you the reason the demons is bringing higher levels Power, my God, he got that power, got that power. Power, my God, he got that power in his.